This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline, your every Monday and Friday video cast live on Twitch. What's up, Twitcheroonies? Twitcheroos is how Twitch, I like to talk, Twitch, call them. Twitcheroos. That's like Mary Poppins. <laughs> Zippity doo da. Wait, that's definitely not the right song. Mary Poppins, what? y'all. Zippity doo da. Was that Mary Poppins or was that uh, Briar Rabbit? Uh, don't know. I didn't. I don't even know who Briar Rabbit is. How do you not know who Briar Rabbit is? Don't know, Mariana. Do you know who Briar Rabbit is? Yeah, that's oh what it sounds like it's God. from. Like First the eighteen. All, don't talk to somebody off camera. Probably. It confuses the viewer, and no one here was alive in the. Hey, 1850s. if you're listening on the podcast, you're not confused. Boom. Get out of here. Get out of here. Anyway, uh, zippity doo dah, twitchery doo a Thank you guys for joining us and supporting us. We picked up a couple of resubscribers yeah. with Amazon Prime. Thank you guys very much for supporting the stream. But as always, the show is brought to you by FrontlineGaming.org, where you can get your tabletop gaming goodies at a discount every day of the week. And we do all kinds of cool stuff like run events, manufacture gaming mats and terrain, and help small animals in need. Much like one of my personal heroes, Bob Ross. Not at all, actually. I do like to nurse squirrels back to life. Look at these little rascals. <laughs> Look at that little guy. I've actually never nursed a squirrel back to life, but I, I like to imagine that I would if the opportunity presented itself. Wow, you so, just lied to everybody. Uh, I think I would. No, I'm, you wouldn't. I've gone out of my way to help animals and small children. No way. Yeah. You kick children and you throw animals. I've seen it. No, I kick animals and I throw children. That's what it is. <laughs> and I steal old people's pudding. What a jerk. <laughs> Terrible person. So anyway, we have a lot to uh, cover today. Uh, a few topics, but intensive ones. So we're going to jump in and get it taken care of. But uh, first of all, we are going to... Bright Rabbit was created in 1881, says chat. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't interrupt me, Mariana, unless Dang, it's something important. That is, woo, you just aged yourself right there. Yeah, Briar Rabbit also has some extraordinarily racist stories in there. So that makes sense that it's from 1881. 1881, man, you are <laughs> Things old. were different. Things were different back old. in those days. Yes, I was around for it. I look great for a 136-year-old man. Uh, I mean, great's a strong that word. That mental math was on Great point. is a strong word. <laughs> so at any rate, uh, we're going to jump in and talk about some of the new cool stuff out there. Big news, huge news, Space Marine Codex and new Primaris Marines were released uh, for pre-order this week, and we want to make sure that you all know about it. And get your orders in, please. We do have limited supply of these. Uh, unlike with 8th edition, where we had everyone in the whole dang world had issues getting some of the product, uh, we made it very clear, GW, we, we communicated very clearly with them, how much of this can we possibly get? And we know that number, and it's already being reduced to zero really quickly. So if you wanted to get a Space Marine Codex, Primaris Redemptor Dreadnought, the very cool Primaris Aggressors, or the ones I'm in love with, the Reavers, uh, they have the, I think the Space Marine Primaris Librarian. Yep. There's a quite a few really cool uh, box sets, start playing sets, of course, the Space Marine Codex. We have limited supplies. Please jump into store.frontlinegaming.org, get your order in. Uh, and these will start shipping uh, over the weekend. Uh, most likely on Monday. They're all at a discount. They are Save at a discount. some money. 
and free shipping within the continental United States. Orders $99 and up. Uh, but yeah, please make sure to get those in because we are guaranteed going to run out of what we got. Oh, 100%. Yeah, it's going to go quick. So if you do want to get it at a sweet savings and free shipping, uh, over $99 order, please get your order in quick. But I do want to talk about some of these models because they're awesome. Do you like the aggressive? I love them. I'm not I a love big them fan. Because obviously, like Frankie and I, in our position as, as uh, helping to play test the rules, we saw the rules for the Primaris units like way in advance, and I but we didn't know have any idea what they looked like. So I, this whole time, I've been waiting with bated breath. I'm like, the aggressors sound awesome. Like the way I was like, I can't wait to see what they actually look like. And then when we finally saw the model, I was like, exceeded my expectations. Yeah. I was expecting it to be like like kind of like a pseudo like I don't know Mega Man kind of dude with two power fists with guns on it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think the the the, um, the launchers on the back would be as big as they are. But I think that they look really cool. See, I think the launchers are the thing that's just like throwing it off for me. Everything else looks amazing, but the launchers just look out of proportion. They look kind of goofy. You know, a lot opinion. of the times though, the pictures don't do the models justice yeah, in real life. For sure. I think that they like maybe if you did it without the launcher on the back, but yeah. they I just I love the way that they they look. They're like kind of like huge hulking like Popeye arms. Like I like it. Um, yeah, it I, I can't like wait to see them on the table. The snot out of you, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of people are talking about the rules. A lot of the rules for the Primaris Marines are, are a little hit or miss right now. Um, I, I think that it's just it's new. I think people just need to get used to how to use them. Yeah. Uh, put them on the table, give them a shot. But it, it is really interesting to note a lot of the Primaris units don't have a lot of options within the unit. Have you noticed that? Yeah, they don't. Like it's like they all have the same thing, and I wonder, like I wonder why that is. Like. Maybe is it just going to change in time? Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I thought when we got the multi-part kits that there'd be tons of options, but there's not. No. Uh, not. I mean, that's not a bad thing per se. It's just, it's just, it was interesting. It's definitely different than the old school Space Marines where it's like, you know, you got plasma guns, melted guns, whatever the heck, you know, power fist on the Sarge. Uh, but the intercessors, they, you can't take a power sword on the Sarge. Yeah. So... The sergeants look badass, too. The Primaris Marine models are amazing. I, I think they look amazing. I'm really, really dig them. The uh, Primaris Redemptor Dreadnought has like a million guns. Yeah. Like, he, he looks so sick. I don't know. You were poo-pooing on him earlier. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, Just personal preference. I, I'm not like super into what I'm seeing. I will, I will reserve judgment until I see a, a model physically. Yeah. Because I thought the Ogren were the ugliest models I've ever seen in my life. And then you get them and you see them in real life and you're like, no, they look amazing. Yeah. Well, the Redemptor Dreadnought is RoboCop 2 bad guy. Yeah, so, what was that thing called? Like, like Lawbot 2000 or something like that? I don't remember. But they basically took like a murderer and put him inside of a robot to fight crime. Makes sense. Yeah. It's like what the night <laughs> you know was. I'm saying? Like. <laughs> that was their strategy and see how well that worked. Maybe not the best option. But uh, the Reavers, though, without a doubt, are just... The coolest damn models. These guys are sick. I have ever seen, man. They got the bionic commando, like, yeah, like grappling hook and digit, the mask, like the from top to bottom. I just love these models. Like they are too cool. Yeah, these guys are sick. Yeah, really cool. And the rules are really badass too. And then of course we've got the Space Marine Codex. This is a big deal. It's the first Codex of Eighth Edition. Uh, it's going to be out next week. So that's very exciting. We're going to get to be able to see it and see how it's going to impact the meta. A lot of people have already seen a lot of the rules. And, you know, we obviously have uh, an advanced copy. And 
there's so much cool stuff in there. And of course, it is cool to start talking about it now. So, so we can. And I'm sure a lot of you are going to have questions in chat, which we'll get to. But uh, the chapter tactics, they're going to change the way that the, the game is played. Yeah. And one of the things we've been talking, like, kind of talking about, but not really couldn't dig into the details for obvious reasons, um, things like, like the chapter tactics, the uh, artifacts, um, the warlord traits, the uh, stratagems especially, they are absolutely game changing. Like, they will completely change the way you play uh, 40K 8th edition and in a very positive way. Um, as you guys see more of this kind of stuff coming out, it'll incentivize you not to spam things. Is spam still going to be good? Of course. Of course it is. Yeah, but the, the way armies will play and like certain units will get better from certain stratagems and stuff like that, you'll see a lot of uh, variety in lists now. Opposed yeah. to, oh, Razorback spam is really good. I'll or, take that or yeah, something. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And then there's also points adjustments in here. So Games Workshop's not afraid to try and correct course with units that are too expensive or too cheap yep. uh, or just changing the rules in some cases. You'll notice that there's some things that are just different, right? And I, I think that that's really positive. Um, there's some incredibly cool stuff. And then we'll talk about some of our favorite combos and, and all that. Because uh, again, obviously we've been playing for quite a bit. Um, the stratagems though is the thing I really want to aim people's attention at. And then we'll do a full review um, today we'll talk about some highlights and then we'll go into the chat and answer some of your questions. But um, the stratagems are really the magic that make some of these armies play completely differently than they do in the index, right? They let you do awesome stuff. And one of the reasons why it encourages you not to spam, although spam will still exist, it's still very good for mathematical reasons. But because of the rule of one, you can only use uh, each stratagem once per phase. And some of them are extraordinarily powerful. Yeah. It'll encourage you to take one maximum size unit of the of whatever is affected by the stratagem, right? So whatever the case may be, um, it gives you a bonus to shoot or charge or whatever. Um, you'll be incentivized to do that because you can only do it to one unit. So therefore, you're going to want to max that unit out. Um, and then it'll encourage you to take more uh, more troops because you will get more command points. But then. The big one, and I don't know if, if this is out there yet in internet land, but we, it is cool for us to talk about it now. Um, objective secured is back. That is absolutely game changing. Completely game changing. A lot of people have been talking about, um, you know, why would I ever take troops? Yeah. Well, now now you're starting to see, right? Index 40K is just 20% of the game. Codex 40K, which again, this this will not be in effect until you know, probably towards the end of the month or, or into August, really, that people will start using this stuff. Um, Objective Secured is going to radically change the way the game is played, right? All of a sudden now, yes, there is a reason to take Tactical Marines instead of just taking more Devastators. The Tactical Marines will go and they'll secure an objective. It, it's not called Objective Secured. Do you remember what it's called? I don't, know. It, it, it's a different rule, but it does the exact same thing. Um, and then the, with all the stratagems and the cool stuff, uh, some of the artifacts and the warlord traits, the, the, the chapter tactics are absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, my personal artifact, the one that I, I would argue it's almost too good, uh, but perhaps not, is the uh, uh, Banner of the Emperor Ascendant. The Banner of the Emperor Ascendant is a super banner. Uh, it lets you shoot before dying on a 3+, plus as opposed to a 4. Uh, it makes your units immune to battle shock, and it gives your opponent minus 1 to their battle shock within its radius. Pretty powerful. It's ridiculously powerful a lot of people are going to gravitate towards the shield eternal right out the gates because it looks like the best one and it's very good but i'm telling you the banner of the emperor ascendant is 
crazy crazy it's very powerful yeah frankie what's your favorite of the space marine goodies uh, available in there um i mean the banner one is by far probably the best i in think my it's opinion. the best one um and the shield eternal is really strong too but yeah i think really there's a place for all the different artifacts in the codex so i think it really depends on what army you're taking and how you want to build your army because they really help out uh, certain units and they help out like your army overall too so yeah they really do and like a lot of the cool ones that you're used to are back um you've got the burning blade the 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 no, the, the burning blade and the biting blade, right? Or what's the chainsword one called? No, I'm not sure. I, I can't don't know remember the name called. My head. But uh, the the super chainsword, um, that one's back. Um, you've got the um, the special armor, um, armor Indominus. Oh. Uh, and then you get a special relic for each chapter that they get their special um, relic. And the, yeah, some of them are really cool. Some of them are, are maybe yeah. a little bit less appealing. <laughs> yeah. um, I really like the Raven Guard. Uh, the Raven Guard are going to be extremely popular. You have some combinations of stuff in there where, like, your chat, you can take a, a captain, give him a special jump pack that lets, uh, prevents him from being overwatched, if I remember correctly, and uh, special lightning claws, all kinds of just really, really awesome, characterful stuff. Yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite stratagems in there, there's a couple that are just absolutely the, just rad. And we don't want to spoil too much for you guys. Uh, we won't talk about the fluff at all because we've been asked not to. But... Um, the, there's a stratagem that makes Stern Guard plus one to wound. That is the business. Yes, that is crazy. It's powerful. so good. You put them next to somebody that gives them reroll hits, and then you're just wounding on a three with AP um, uh, two AP bolters, two. Yeah. or you're shooting a knight, you're wounding them on a five. And, super good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, imagine like again because you can only use that stratagem once per phase. It incentivizes you to take one unit of ten Stern Guard. Yeah. To do it. Um, yeah, the Raven Guard, I think, are going to be one of the more popular chapters. They have so much amazing stuff going for them. They have a Raven Guard-specific stratagem that lets you deep strike a unit for one's command point. Whoa! That is game-changing. Crazy, crazy powerful. Um, and then you take that in addition to having uh, Kayvan Shrike, who is one of the most affordable chapter masters, hits like a freight train, gives you rerolls to charge for your assault marines. And you guys are starting to see the Teeth of Terra. Thanks, CW Dub. I couldn't remember what the hell that thing was called. Yeah. I was like, the super choppy chainsword. The one that's extra gassed. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, the game is going to radically change with the codexes, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going to be seeing units that you wouldn't see otherwise, like Sternguard. Or uh, now that you can deep strike a unit that maybe otherwise wouldn't have been able to. Also very powerful. Yeah, so. it's, it's infantry. You yeah. can deep strike one infantry unit. It's extremely powerful extremely powerful oh yeah um and then you've got your your raven guard shooting units that are minus one to hit uh you put space marines in cover with minus one to hit and it's like super terminator yeah you're like ridiculously hard to kill <laughs> yeah really 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 cool stuff really fun stuff um there's just there's so much and like i said guys we'll give you a full review of the book as soon as we're able to uh, but uh we why don't we jump into chat and answer some questions because i know a lot of people are going to have uh quite a few questions also, there's some things to note. There's a lot of things in the codex that are not in the index, guys. And that is because uh, those units are not going to be around anymore. Um, some of the ones that, unfortunately, you might not be too stoked about. But um, that's because they don't, typically speaking, I would guess it's because they don't make the model. Uh, Instant Axe Toast. It seems that armies that do not have a codex will be at a huge disadvantage. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the armies that have codexes will have a bit of an edge. But I don't think it's going to be too crazy. 
Yeah, and you guys, like, stay tuned. Um, like, OBSEC is like, don't even, like, don't even pay attention to the Warlord Trace, the Chapter Tactics, the, um, the Artifacts. The OBSEC is the big one, in my opinion. And uh, I would stay tuned to look for um, things that are going to make it a little bit more fair for everybody else. Because obviously not everyone's going to have a codex right away. Some of people are going to be waiting quite a while for a codex. Yeah. Um, and and it, we, every, everybody wants to be fair. Games Workshop wants it to be fair. So uh, Madcap Crazy, will we be doing the Fate of Conor? Yes, we are going to be doing the Fate of Conor um, uh, super campaign. Uh, Pablo is going to be in charge of running that, actually. Um, uh, uh, we're making it easier for the Imperium to win. Probably 2017. Know. How many command points would you advise building towards with all the things to spend them on? It really depends on your list, what yeah. you want to do. Um, I mean, I still don't think you're going to be taking more than like seven or eight, but. I mean, you, like, there's some <laughs> armies that, that do want the brigade because they want to spend three, four command points a turn. Yeah. Um, but that's not super common. Like, Frankie and Maya's lists are usually in the six to seven range some of mine are as low as five uh five cps but i, I always am feeling it when i go that low i'm, I'm always wishing i had more yeah because a lot of the command points that you're going to start seeing like space Marine codex for example the really cool ones are like two sometimes three like you can make a captain into a chapter master for three cp um, you can buy extra artifacts for one cp and um, some of those artifacts are badass right and you're really going to want them because you as is you can only take one so if yeah. you want more, you got to pay for it. Uh, but but they're free, right? Like um, if some if it's like a special chainsword, it replaces the chainsword your model already has. You don't actually pay points for it. Um, so yeah, it just depends on the strategy of your list, right? Like my Raptors army, I blow almost all my command points on the turn I deep strike in, uh, but it's worth it for me, right? Because I do so much damage that turn, I often can put my opponent on their back foot. It's hard for them to recover. Um, it, it, it really varies. Yeah, it, right. it really depends on your list, of course. It depends on the units and the combos you're trying to use. Uh, another cool one that I thought was really badass, there's a command point for Hellfire rounds. And what it does is that you, anybody with a heavy bolter, you shoot one shot instead. You declare you're going to use it, you spend the CP. If you hit, you do D3 mortal wounds. So there's a lot of these, like a lot of the stratagems bring back stuff from the fluff that your army traditionally did or could do at one point in time that's not in the index. A lot of that's coming back via stratagems. Yeah, which is really cool. The yeah. stratagems really change the armies, um, and it, it's going to be great to see what you guys come up with, all the different combos and stuff. Uh, the Josh, yeah. Raven Guard are a big winner, chicken dinner. Um, Ultramarines, I think, have the most going for them, but I would say Raven Guard are a pretty close second, and I actually think White Scars are right up there. Salamanders are really, really good, too. The thing is, they're all, like, really powerful. Yeah. Like, they're all really, really good. I mean, Salamanders basically get like extra command points. You get like 10 um, extra command points. Ultramarines yeah. are crazy good. Like they're all really powerful. And Vulcan is a stud. Oh yeah. Vulcan plus Salamanders command tactics. Oh man. Yeah. It's Dirt cool. Like all the little chapter masters and stuff are really strong, which yep. is really cool. Yeah. Pedro Cantor yeah. is a badass. Um, yeah, there's so many ways to play Space Marines. It's, cr it's crazy. Like there's no way we could cover it all in today's show there's just, no. just no way but we'll all week we'll be talking about the space screen codex getting people excited uh because welcome to eighth edition really like truly welcome to eighth edition this is this is the game that that we've been waiting to share with everybody yeah uh, and, and eighth edition is already tremendously massively popular it's gonna even get more popular because now you can play space screens 
the way that they're reflected in the backstory. Yeah. Like your Raven Guard can be appearing from everywhere, fighting from the shadows. Caveman Shrike's flying in with assault marines, and they're actually doing, they're actually good. You know, like it's really cool. It's very exciting to to finally be able to uh, share this with everybody and, and to see how excited the community is yep. uh, about it. Um, yeah, no, the Land Raider Terminus, the Terminus Ultra, blah blah blah, whatever the heck it's, it is. That they, the index was there to give you rules for all the stuff that 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 they don't want to have any models unsupported. Yeah. Right. Like if you bought a model in good faith, Games Workshop wanted to give you rules to play it, which is great. That's a great attitude to have as a company. Um, but in the the codexes, you're starting to see like this is the the future of the faction, and um, it's like don't take this as gospel. But I would be willing to bet. Um, that things in the index, if you want to use the codex, you cannot use the things in the index. Uh, but wait for Games Workshop to give you indicators on that. Uh, that that's just me speculating. Yeah. Um, what do you think on that one? Um, yeah, I mean, that's probably a pretty good guess. Uh, it's probably for intellectual uh, property and stuff like that. They want to keep their IP strong. So. Yeah, and for tournaments, if someone's trying to like mix stuff from the index and the codex and points are different and stuff it just gets too com convoluted yeah it gets complicated so it'll probably be like if you want to play index version cool but you don't get any of the cool stuff in the codex or the lower points or, or what higher points whatever the case may be so yeah if you want to use your land raider terminus ultra um odds are you're not going to be using it with a codex army because yeah. it's not in the codex yeah i mean we'll see how it all we'll see how it shakes down that that's just my guess yeah. um uh, but uh, we'll see. But yeah, it's amazing. Um, the, the Space Marine Codex is a home run. I think it's absolutely phenomenal. So much cool stuff in there. You'll notice little points adjustments yep. that make a lot of sense. Uh, Power Fist, for example. Um, it, yeah, welcome to 8th edition. You know, we'll jump in and answer some more questions when you have a chance, but uh, there's more to talk about. But I, I am just stoked. Oh yeah, no, I'm really excited to see, especially with how quickly a codex is already being released. It's amazing. And how badass it is. Yeah. Like half my lists, I can actually play them now. Yep. <laughs> I've been like waiting. I'm like, all right, all right, let's, 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 let's get there. Uh, Las Vegas Open 2018, holy moly. Guacamole. So in the same period of ticket sales last year, it's been a little less than a week. Yeah. Um, we're up 127%. And last year blew the doors off. That's a lot of percentages. That's almost, it's it's 2.5 to 1. Yeah. Uh, it's insane. Oh, right? yeah. So when we say don't wait, don't wait. Pick up your tickets because you do not want to miss out. A lot of events are getting down to low numbers of uh, tickets remaining. So... Um, definitely don't wait. Make sure to get your uh, room block as well. Uh, get your hotel room at our room block um, to save some money as well. So, yeah, the the forty k narrative sold out in hours on the first day. Yep. So uh, we actually had. A, um, uh, I hope they don't mind me name dropping a little bit, but it's pretty cool. One of the creative team from Blizzard, some of the guys that make WoW, were like, "Hey, dude, we missed our. We were really busy at work and we missed out. We really want to come." And and then we had a list of other people that wanted to come too that were really bummed. So went and had a powwow with the staff uh, running the event, and we decided to add more space. We were absolutely at our maximum, though. So the 40K narrative is going to be uh, really cool, gigantic. Yeah, it's going to be huge. But um, there is, I believe there's still one ticket left. Uh, before we started recording, there was one ticket left. So if you do want to participate in the, participate in the 40K narrative, 
please don't wait. Yep. Uh, jump in and grab that ticket because we are not adding more space. Logistically, we can't handle more people. Um, uh, th th this is the biggest we can go and have a, a, an awesome event. Yeah. Um, so uh, we tried to accommodate everybody that we could. Um, there's going to be some people that unfortunately miss out. We're sorry about that. But we just can't, we can't let more people in for fear of it, the event not being as fun as it could have been. Yeah, exactly. When you get to critical mass, then if you like try to go higher than that, it becomes overwhelming for whoever's running it and it becomes less of a fun thing. Yeah, so. you want it to be a fun, immersive narrative experience, which it's going to be. Yeah. But like we had a long talk and we're like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is as much as we can comfortably do. So uh, yeah, if you want to play in the 40K narrative, obviously tremendously popular, please jump in there, grab that last ticket. Yep. Uh, if you want to play in the 40K championships, we are well into, uh, well into 300 players which is insane. Oh yeah. For five days in the tickets. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot more players than we did last year, I think. <laughs> yeah, we're already there almost. Yeah. I mean, this wow, holy smokes! I have no idea what we're gonna land at. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be amazing though. It's yeah. Very cool. I mean, the the and the friendly is already you know, gigantic. It's already bigger than it was last year. Like, yep. there's off the cuff, I would say there's probably already 640k players coming. Oh yeah, I'd say that's pretty realistic. Yeah. Uh, Age of Sigmar uh, package has only five left. If you wanted to grab one of those, please don't wait. Uh, Age of Sigmar is already blowing up. All the events are. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's really, really exciting. exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's cool to see, and like I've been seeing it all over the internet too. Like all the events are blowing up. Like people are getting like triple digits where they used to be double digits yeah. and stuff. It's really really exciting. Yeah, not just yeah. the LVO. Like no, other yeah. events too. It's eighth edition is a smash hit. It's got a couple issues which we're all aware of, and, and GW is working on fixing those. That's a good segue into the next topic. Definitely. Uh, but before we move on, if you do want to attend the Las Vegas Open 2018, please don't wait. Um, this is not smoke up your tailpipe or out your tailpipe or whichever direction it may be going. Legitimately, events are filling up in, yes. in record time. Yeah, and you do not want to miss out. This is going to be the best LVO yet, and. Uh, it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, can't sure. wait to see you guys there. So, oh boy, gotta make a lot of terrain. So GW released a new FAQ over the weekend. Um, some great stuff in here. Uh, there was a couple things that left people feeling um, not stoked, but that eh, always happens. There was one, I think that we'll touch on the one that I got some uh, emails from people who are a little bit salty. Uh, Pure strain gene stealers and the gene stealer Colt went up in points. But the thing is guys, like, that the, the when they went down in points, that was a type that was a mistake. Um, GW is just turning around saying, "Oops, this is what they're actually supposed to be." They do cost more than Tyranid uh, gene stealers, and that's because they have the Colt ambush rule, which I think we'll all agree is worth some points. Yes. How many points it's worth is going to vary depending on your perspective, uh, but it basically gives them a transport vehicle and it makes them protected from Alpha Strike, which is that's definitely valuable. Oh yeah, how no, valuable I think it's it is? Very valuable, especially if you. Roll a six when you come in. You're like, oh, okay, that's pretty yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, when you have 20 gene stealers coming out of reserves charging you. Yes. And then you cast a psychic power on them where you can't overwatch. That's pretty good. Not too shabby. That's pretty good. Not too shabby. But um, whether or not you think that they, they nailed the points exactly right, that's going to matter on your perspective. Yeah. Uh, it's not even worth debating it, really, because... Everybody looks at things differently. Everybody sees it differently. I personally think that they are fairly costed. But I had some emails from some friends who did not agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> so that happens. Fair enough. But uh, just what I think that the, the, the number one thing we can glean from this FAQ is that uh, if there are problems, 
um, in the meta uh, or in the way that the game is being played, GW is not afraid to take swift action to correct it. Oh yeah. So, or if there's mistakes made or anything like that, like as you can see with these FAQs that they keep coming out with, they are finely or uh, fine tuning things like the razor wing flops and stuff like yep. adding like oh that was a mistake so points are getting adjusted and stuff like that so yeah and uh, <laughs> just to kind of go over some of the big ones now again guys these take effect immediately this is games workshop telling us this is how the game is meant to be played uh we made uh errors or uh, we're correcting things in the codexes and yeah they take play they take effect immediately um uh, this is GW saying, oops, yeah, this is the way the game is supposed to be played. So this is the way we're going to play it. So if you're coming to the BAO, be prepared. We are using these FAQs, yeah. um, you know, as we've always done. So there's, there's nothing new here. But uh, the timing is a little bit unfortunate. It's very close to the event. That's Sorry. not within our control. Yeah. Um, so if anybody was inconvenienced by this, uh, sincerely, that stinks. Empathize with you. But... Um, for the most part, 99% of the people that I've talked to are just stoked. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, this is gonna be amazing. I, I think this is great. GW's like correcting things and it's amazing. I can't wait to see what else they do in the future. Yeah, and to go over some of the big changes, um, there's a lot in there, please go read it. Mm -hmm. uh, but some of the big ones, the big one is uh, GW corrected course on flyer armies. Um, as you've heard us say, they're a little frustrating to play against. They're extremely powerful. Uh, but GW basically said they can't score objectives and that uh, if you only have flyers on the table at the end of a battle round after the first, you suffer sudden death, you lose the game. It's pretty pretty intense. It's pretty beastly. Right. So now to recap, what does this mean? All right. If, if you have an army that was seven Storm Ravens, you will automatically lose the game on turn two. So if you can table your opponent on turn one, <laughs> then which I, I've heard stories of people actually doing, um, I find that difficult yes. to believe, but I'm sure it's happened. Um, but yeah, your, your flyers will, you will lose the game. So if you only have like a couple of ground troops um, and you can't hide them or protect them somehow um, and your opponent can take them out, uh, you will lose. Yep. So that was GW's answer to people taking armies of flyers, which I, I agree doesn't accurately reflect IP. I don't particularly think it's very enjoyable to play against. Um, do I feel bad for somebody who had a flyer army that was planning on coming to the BAO? I do. Um, I don't. I, f I don't feel bad. I feel bad for them because it's an inconvenience, but I don't feel bad in the ref uh, from the perspective that everyone who plays against them is going to have a lot more fun, um, in my opinion. But uh, the reaction has been pretty much amazingly positive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even a lot of guys that were playing these lists was like, "All right." Yeah, it's for the best. <laughs> yeah, they're like, "It's yeah. definitely for the best." Our friends on the ETC are like, "Thank goodness!" Like, I'm playing this army and I hate it. Yeah. Um, so I think that this is great. And Razorwing Flocks, another really problematic unit, literally doubled in price, and you have to take at least three in a unit. So no longer the legions single of single ones, ones running around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and kind of a bummer. Our buddy PJ Pants hit us up, and he's like, "Dude, I'm already in California, and I was going to play that." And I'm like, "Ooh." I was like, "Well, let us know if we can help you out." Um, that's a that's an unfortunate circumstance. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. He's a good friend. I was like, you can borrow some of my models if you need to. For sure. But like we said, we didn't know when this was coming or anything like that. So it's kind of hard to plan it. <laughs> it is. I mean, obviously, we're party to some of this stuff, but we can't say anything in advance. No. So it stinks when you see your friend like, I'm taking this army, and you're just like, ah, and you just got to shut up because that's the job. But um, I think this is tremendously positive, and I'm really stoked. Yep. 
everyone agrees. Even uh, PJ Pants was like, he's like, this is a really bummer for me, but he's like, this is really good for the game. I was oh, like, yeah. yeah. I think everybody can agree. Like, all yeah. these changes are great for the game. Um, and it's great that GW is like addressing things that need to be changed. So seriously, slow clap. Yeah, slow clap GW. You guys kick butt. Oh yeah. Uh, one of the other big ones is they addressed understrength units. Um, that was a that was a one that was causing a lot of uh, fuss in the community. Basically, you could take a like a one man unit, and the rule was in place for people who like lost a model in their unit. It wasn't meant to be like gamed. Yeah. And so the GW said you can only take an understrength in match play. I'm sorry, in match play, you can only take an understrength unit in the auxiliary detachment. So basically, you eat a whole detachment to take a single understrength unit. Clearly, they're like, yeah, this wasn't meant for match play. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because one of the um, TOs in the ITC group was like, hey, we should use this in ITC. I'm like, we already are. Yeah, <laughs> it's already been in, it's been in the packet for a long time, but that's cool. Um, but these are all tremendously positive uh, changes. Again, the timing is a little bit crummy for some people, yeah. but honestly, the vast majority of people that wrote in after this were like, "Thank goodness!" Yeah. Well, it was just amazing. Like even guys that had these kind of armies were like, "Yes, yeah. this is really good." Yeah, yeah. We had a couple guys who were like, "Can we not use this FAQ for the BAR?" I was like, "Sorry, man." Um, I was like, you know, if you had, if you were planning on bringing an all flyer army, I was like, just mix in a couple other units. You're probably gonna have more fun. Your opponents are probably gonna have more fun. I am really that does tremendously suck. If you feel like you need to paint some stuff, I do. I do empathize because there's not a lot of time. And if it was me in that position, I would probably be frustrated. So I do. I do empathize 100% um, for, for, as a personal uh, response that some people are having. I, I get it. For sure. I and like. As much as we want you guys to come with like fully painted armies that look amazing, like putting three colors and basing a model really doesn't Does take, that, take long. that long. You can do it in like an hour, you can like do it, yeah. super quick. Yeah. Um, it won't look great, but it'll pass for PAO. So I got my Free Peoples, which is a horde <laughs> army that's very with a quartered paint scheme, a quartered paint scheme, which is like the most annoying thing in the world. I got the whole thing done in a, a weekend. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying like, oh, that proves everybody can do it. Yeah. And I mean, unfortunately, you, you don't have a weekend, but <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good point, Frankie. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, but I'm just just saying like, you can get three colors and base, and it looks good. Again, we're we're sorry that you, people are being put in some very small group of people are being put in this situation, yeah. but it is definitely for the better of the game. It's better for everyone's experience, and it's what Games Workshop is telling us. This is the intent. So, let's answer a couple questions. Uh, uh, so mate, we missed your first question. If you want to ask it again, uh, from Shroud, say you take three flyers and then 500 points and a, a 2k list chunk. I'm not sure what you're saying. I'm not, I don't understand what you're asking there, Iron Shroud. Lock Infinity, you guys know when Forge World Chapter Tactics come out? No, nope. no, nope. and if no we idea. did, we couldn't answer the question anyway, but I don't. But the thing, the, the Space Marine Codex tells you how to handle this, uh, Lock Infinity. So um, the Space Marine Codex tells you if, if someone's a successor chapter of another chapter, you use the parent chapter's chapter tactics. And they use the example of uh, Crimson Fists. They're like, Crimson Fists use Imperial Fists stuff because they're a successor chapter. So if uh, any of the Forge World chapter tactics out there, like Raptors, which are really popular, um, or any of the... Uh, Codex uh, Astardes chapters 
excuse me, um, they would use ultramarines. Um, some of them in there don't have a parent chapter. So like for now, they don't have any. But uh, like um, according to the book, with the instructions that we've got, like raptors would use Raven Guard chapter tactics, which makes them even better than they already are with Lias Isidon. Um, so hopefully that answers that question for you. Axis of Entropy, how does the new OBSEC work? I haven't heard about it. Oh, then we're breaking, uh, breaking some news here for y'all. Uh, I, I can't remember what the rule is called. I don't have the book in front of me, but um, the Space Marine books, the way it works is if, if your detachment is all the same chapter tactics Space Marines, they can't have any other models in it, then the troops get, uh, I can't remember what, it's like for the Emperor or something like that. And they hold an objective um, even if they don't have the most models yeah. uh, on it. Uh, but you only get it if your whole detachment is the same, not just Space Marine, the same chapter tactics as Space Marines. Yep. Uh, Katarkana, uh, how do you feel about spending three command points to upgrade to a chapter master? Yeah. I mean, if, like if you're playing Iron Hands and you don't have access to a chapter master, that's great. Now you do. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, but I would I would speculate that it's GW. Uh, if you'll notice, there's no chapter master in the book, right? Uh, so uh, this is them kind of saying like, hey, some of you may have made a chapter master in your collection and you want to use them, so here you can use them. Yeah. Uh, whether or not you think three CPs is too much or too cheap, that's up to you. Uh, Bugman19, no, sorry. Uh, how much streaming will be done at LVO? A uh, ton. In case you uh, missed it last year, we were streaming almost 24 hours a day. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of streaming. No, I think that is in the FAQ. It's the boots on the ground rule or whatever the heck it's called. I'm sure. Or it's like combat airspace or something like that. It's in the FAQ, guys. Uh, Serpent shields, do they reduce damage per shot or per weapon? I don't have that one in front of me. I can't remember off the top of my head, Kill Razor 9000. Um, why don't you leave a comment on the blog and I'll answer the question there. I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head yeah. on that one. Although they did clarify uh, in the FAQ, um, we actually said it wrong on the stream. Uh, when, you have, when you have damage like the Shield Eternal, uh, 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 Abaddon, some of the or Calgar, uh, it's per it's per wound. Yeah, we were pulling so, it and dividing it by two, like you do in Age of Sigmar. We were doing it wrong. So it's, it's like per attack. Yeah, and that's what it is. So if you shoot Kiamit or you shoot Calgar with four bolter shots and do four wounds, he takes four wounds. Yeah, uh, Panzer Panda ninety nine ITC question uh, with a bunch of armies now being combined in the rankings. Will there be a consolation for the top players of? Uh, the army such as Colt Mechanicus Inquisition at the end of the season um, you will get to try and win the whole thing against the other people yeah I'm sorry guys like yeah. we don't have any control over these things um, <laughs> basically it, asking if there's like prizes for them. no unfortunately not yeah. I mean maybe, you know we could we could probably make a cool certificate frame yeah. it I, I'm fine doing that yeah but it's it's no longer going to be a, a, a faction of its own so I'm very sorry if someone was going for that. Again, that's not something we have uh, control over. No. Uh, what are the most important points adjustments in the codex versus index? Uh, if, I mean, there's, there's a bunch of little a, minor tweaks. I think, so. if I remember correctly, I believe Assault Centurions got a big points adjustment. Yeah. Um, the um, Stalker got cheaper. The Stalker is great now. Uh, I think it's a gem that a lot of people are going to miss. I think the biggest for me are Power Fists. Power Fists, Sternguard go down a little bit. 
StarGuard is very viable um, in the Codex. Uh, did Bobby G's points cost get increased? I don't think so. I don't uh, remember. Stir crazy. Uh, so how good are heavy bolter, hurricane bolter centurions in the new Codex? Being able to leave combat after charging seems... I think good. centurions are really good. Um, especially when you take a unit of six, get the chat, the get the banner, an apothecary, a lieutenant. Um, they're, they're pretty mean. Yeah, they're very strong. They're pretty mean. Um, Devastator centurions, if I remember correctly, go up in points a little bit. I can't recall. Do you? I don't remember. I think they did. I don't have the book in front of us. We'll do a full review uh, later in the week. Um, a fruit bat. Does that mean the red corsairs? The red corsairs are a chaos chapter, buddy. I, I don't understand. Are you being? Maybe that was a joke. I couldn't tell if he was, he was being funny. Uh, uh, if GW is listening, pure strain point increase is fine, but the acolytes are still too expensive at eleven points. But uh, CW Dub, um, you know, if if that is a common perception, if they agree, I would imagine that at some point in time that they will adjust uh, those points to make things as fair as possible. So I would just keep an eye on Games Workshop's site. Uh, Katarkana, the phrasing for the chapter-specific warlord traits is odd and makes it sound like successor chapters can't use them. Can successors use their parents' warlord traits? I don't know that off the top of my head because I don't have the book in front of me. I don't want to give you the wrong answer, so I'm going to plead the fifth yeah. on this one. Uh, Cellmate, wanted to say you guys are awesome. Super happy to see this sort of... Uh, Content and keep on kicking butt. See you at the LVL. Hey, hey thank thanks. you very much. Appreciate that was a really it. nice thing to say. We appreciate that. Uh, Fruit Bat was saying yes, he was being sarcastic. Okay. I, I, that was kind of an <laughs> obvious one, but you can never tell. Uh, anyway, guys, cool. make sure to get your orders in for the Space Marine Codex, any of the models that you want. We do have very limited supply. Uh, it's going to go quickly. Please get your LVO tickets. Those are also selling out at 127% Super faster fast, than yeah. they did last year. Um, Someone got it. One, two, three, four, free off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. Hope you guys uh, enjoyed the show. Make sure to pick up your Space Brain goodies, LVO tickets, and uh, make sure to tune in tonight at uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard yeah, Time. Yeah, we have a guest coming in to play. Ooh, and yeah. we'll be playing the new Space Marine Codex tonight on our live stream. And, uh, yeah, thank you so much. And tune in for a uh, full review of the Space Marine Codex as soon as we are able. Cool. Bye.